Welcome to TA1. Everything you wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, and we're going back to New Zealand for this episode. I think um, I might try and get some more Kiwis and Aussies on since uh, their season will be starting soon. And we're kind of in the, uh, well, let's see. I mean, there's obviously a few races, I think with Fig and uh, Florida and stuff, but uh, a little bit slower here in the U.S. Um, I don't know. Don't have a lot to say. I had a very quiet weekend. Well, everybody I know was racing somewhere, and there were a couple of races locally. Uh, poor me. Nobody asked me to take pictures, so I didn't do any. So I guess I will survive. Um, I think probably most everybody knows about it, but if you haven't, uh, you should look into the Adventure Enablers uh, Race Director Summit in January, I think it is. I'll <clears throat> put a link in this week's show notes so you can look at it if you don't know. I'm pretty sure you probably all know about it. but uh, So we'll do that, and I don't know, not much else to say except a tiny little bit late yet tonight, but here it comes. So go fast, take chances, and uh, thanks for listening, and buckle up for safety. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Good. This good, good. Um, can you hear me all right? Yes, I can. Oh, wonderful. I know. I, I always say, oh, technology is working, and then sometimes it quits, so we won't <laughs> we won't say that this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How have you been? Um, pretty good. A little, um, uh, having a little withdrawal. You know, haven't, yeah. haven't, <laughs> haven't got to shoot anything for like a month, and it's like, oh, I'm, I want to go. I want to go play with adventure racers. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but I get to go to the North American Championships in three weeks. So, oh, that, wicked. wicked. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even relatively close to home. So, about oh. a day's, day's drive. So, oh, wow. That's wicked. Yeah. So, um, introduce yourself. Tell, tell the people who you are. Um, so my name's Tom Spencer. Uh, I'm from New Zealand, from a little town called New Plymouth. Um, I grew up there. We I live at the base of a mountain, so I spent quite a lot of time there when I was little. Um, and basically, I got peer pressured into adventure racing yeah. by some friends. Um, um, yeah, I thought it was a stupid idea. Like, why would why would anyone go for twelve hours or so? Um, and uh, I don't know. I gave in eventually and got hooked, and just yeah, loved it ever since. Got into biking and running and kayaking and all that sort of thing, and um, never looked back. It's kind of I guess what's been defining my life since then, really. So, how uh, long ago did you uh, start? Um, so I guess I first got into it when I was um, thirteen. Um, we did that 12-hour race, and then through school, there was a, um, there's a really good youth program, I suppose, in New Zealand, um, and there were a bunch of races for school students. Um, so it started off with six and 12-hour races, and then 
there's a thing called the Hillary Challenge, uh, which is a five-day race where you have a team of eight and you have four boys, four girls, and you have to spend a couple of days on problem-solving challenges and then a couple of days on a big row game around the big national park in the middle of the North Island in New Zealand. Um, and then the last day is just a straight multi-sport race, really. And so that, um, that was something my school was really big on. So I kind of had these role models that I looked up to and tried to emulate as much as I could. And um, that really gave me and a bunch of others the inspiration to train and, um, I guess, make ourselves the best we could be. And then some of those role models um, went on to do the God's Own Race. Um, and so that was that was definitely always on the cards, really. Um, it was just something I really wanted to do. And then... Um, end of, oh, maybe this time last year, but earlier, I, I suppose, um, Levi, who's one of the guys in the Greenhorns, um, asked if I wanted to be in his team with Rachel and Nathan uh, for God's Own that's been this year, and I, um, I felt like I was ready at that point, so I was, yeah, really keen, because Levi had done it once before um, with a bunch of people from Christchurch, I think. Not sure about that, though. And then Rachel and Nathan did the Pursuit Race, which is the supported, slightly shorter version. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I was the greenhorn there. Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, every, everything I could have dreamed of, really. We had some sweet weather and just kind of focused on doing things right rather than trying to go too fast. Um, well, as, as much as we know, I guess, we're still, <laughs> still pretty new to the sport. Um so I'm sure we made a bunch of mistakes, um, but we were just trying to be consistent. And uh, and then we got this, uh, oh, we saw something on Facebook or something about a trip to China. You could win and go and race the Adventure Race World Series race over there. Um, mm-hmm. So we thought we'd make a wee proposal and then send that off. And that came back and we, we won an entry, so we head off to China. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was yeah. seemed too good to be true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, been nice talking to you. I guess you told us everything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, now we're going to get into some of this stuff in a little detail because mm-hmm. it, it fascinates me. And I've talked, I can't remember who, but the Hillary Challenge in in. So is it high school for you guys? Is that what it's called? Or Yeah, so it's year 12 and 13 students okay. who are at high school. Um, so that would be 17, 18-year-olds. Yeah. But, I mean, the Hillary Challenge is a it's, it's a big-ass deal for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, it was um, – I guess it depends on, on the school. So some schools will really struggle to make a team. Um, some schools will have heaps of people trying in a squad who are really keen to make a team. Um, I guess it totally depends on the teacher, really. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, I guess it was taken really seriously at my school, but it was also just to achieve it was a really big deal for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in your school, is it, how do they pick the team? I mean, is there more than eight people who want to do it? Do you have tryouts, something like that? Um, so it does vary from year to year. So my first year we had, I think, about 20 people to begin with. 
and then it's almost self-selected, I suppose. Um, so you'll have um, the usually we had um, a bunch of people who returned who did it in year 12, and then they were going into their year 13. So they'd done it once, and they kind of, I guess, uh, coordinated the training and um, figured out how everything was going to roll. Um, we did have a coach, but he preferred kind of a hands-off approach so that we'd be able to drive ourselves as much as possible. And I think the idea behind that was that ultimately he wasn't going to be there when we were in the middle of the row game. So I think it was good for us to develop those skills early of how to drive each other and motivate each other. Um, I feel like I'm getting off track. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so... Um, so we'd kind of do those trainings, and then we'd have a few camps over the course of the year. The training season would probably be about eight to ten months, um, and then probably about three or four months out, we'd um, choose the team. You, As I said, usually it self-selects, but in my first year, um, there was a bit of uh, actually, no, in both years, there were a, a couple of people who it came down to, so it was kind of like most of the team, you kind of knew who it was going to be, but there might have been, like, one person extra that um, unfortunately didn't make it. Yeah. Um, and then we had to, in my second year, because we, we had a very young team in my first year, um, so it was eight of us, or seven of us returning, um, and we needed at least two new people, so the next year would have experience, Mm, um, yeah. So unfortunately, someone in our, in our team had to um, give up their place for uh, a newbie. Yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> you've probably never seen the show Friday Night Lights here from the U.S. about uh, high school uh, high school no. <laughs> football in Texas, but I bet you there's I bet you they can make the same uh, about you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the the stories and the. The crying and the laughing and all that kind of high school oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, plenty of that. <laughs> um, yeah. So how'd your, how'd your school team do? Um, so we managed to win the Hillary Challenge both times, um, which was, <laughs> uh, yeah, we were really, really stoked at that. Um, yeah. I think because that was that, – that had been our goal, really, because um, we had – yeah, and I was saying before, some role models uh, from the years above. Uh, a guy called Edward Lawley, I think, was the captain for one of the teams, um, and he was a leader at um, my primary school and then uh, led our kind of high school team to to win those, and he's he's doing a bit interesting now as well. Um, if he's doing my expedition races. Um, but, yeah, so that had been our goal, and so we kind of worked for that. I suppose probably for about three or four years. So I guess that was pretty, pretty satisfying. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, you should, you should be like, yeah, we were, we were really good. We won. <laughs> well, cause I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's probably some really good teams. It's, yeah. I guess there was, um, it, it definitely varied from year to year. Um, one year there was, um, I guess it was really hard to know who your competition was going to be because there was so much variation in the type of competition over the course of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so even at, I think the first year we were winning on day, we won days one and two, but the first, the second year we didn't do so well. Um, 
but then the big row gain can definitely make a big difference, um, as it did for us. And then, yeah, there, there was some there was some really solid competition, but it did um, change who that competition was. So one year there was a local team um, from near where I live that was really good, um, but sadly they couldn't field a team for the next year. But some other regions in New Zealand really stepped up their game. Hmm. Um, so it was yeah, it was a tough competition both years um, for us. Yeah. So you said the first couple of days are like what mental challenges, figuring things out. Yeah. So um, so things basically involving thinking and teamwork. I think are the main the main uh, aspects, and um, they'll do they will assess skills. So you might have ropes courses that you have to um, transport things uh, over. So for example, we had one where we had to climb a wall. Um, with a bucket of water and create a systems of pipes to direct it in the right place. And then we had to um, carry or haul everybody or the whole team over a, a big concrete wall um, and get the water over from one side to another. And you kind of got graded on how much water you um, didn't spill and got into the bucket at the end. Or there was one where um, some people would be given a task and they'd have to communicate that without speaking to other people who are looking at them, and then they'd have to interpret the, the miming and talk to some people who are blindfolded who had to do the tasks, which were things like getting in a kayak and putting on the spray skirt or setting up a tent um, or with the blindfold on. But that, those kind of teamwork, uh, communicating, problem-solving kind of yeah. things. So, um, so that was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you good at that kind of stuff? Um. Oh, are you, can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I think <laughs> I was I was kind of one of the ideas people, um, I suppose, and then I suppose I built up a, a few of the skills, um, some of the more complicated things like the ropes and that. Um, but it was I think it was just really really good to realize just that even if you've got one or two people in the team who were good in certain areas, just the teamwork. Um, I think we had a quote, a star team will always beat a team of stars. So the, the team who worked together really did come out on top of the team who had a bunch of good individual people. Mm-hmm. As we, we, we found that a lot, really. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's adventure racing too, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so did you step back for just a minute again? Did you do any sports before um, the Hillary Challenge in adventure racing? Um, I did um, uh, the classic. I like, played a bit of rugby, played a bit of football at high school, um, and I, I, don't know, I wasn't very sporty. And then, and I suppose when I was twelve or thirteen, I don't know, hit puberty and suddenly got good at. Well, got better at running, um, so I, I don't know. I like that, and then so I did a bit more of that, and then that's basically how I got into the adventure racing. Because some of my mates from primary school said, uh, "Yeah, Tom's Tom's reasonably fit," and um, I don't know. I did a bit of tramping and stuff when I was little, um, so I guess that's why they kind of hit me up. And okay. it was really after that that I thought, "Oh, this sport thing is pretty cool. I'll, um, I'm going to get more into this." Um, yeah, 
yeah, I wasn't really into fitness before then, but it was kind of just a, a different way of doing it. Yeah. So once you once you decide, yeah, I think I want to be an adventure racer, is uh, God's own immediately on your mind? Uh, I didn't really know about it until uh, maybe maybe a year after I started. Uh, we started hearing about this ridiculous week-long race where people don't sleep and that sort of thing. And again, that kind of sounded a bit crazy, um, a bit bit ridiculous. But um, yeah, I don't know. We kind of the more I heard about it, and the more people who I heard about doing it, and kind of them talking about it, the more it sounded like an awesome adventure that I'd definitely be keen on. And by the time I got to um, university, I think. I got because I got asked by Levi and Nathan's teams um, uh, if I wanted to come along with them the year before because they both had people who got injured. Um, but I, I feel I felt like at that point I wasn't ready. Um, but by the time I got to second year and I'd kind of worked towards it, I was I felt like I was I was game. Um, and yeah, I think it was like it was a it was a really big deal for me. Um, trying to, or just completing it, but I think it um, is a lot more achievable than I at first thought, and I think anyone who really wanted to could could have a go and um, definitely have a, have a good shot at finishing it um, with a bit of training. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, all, you, all you Kiwis are like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm into my all you damn Kiwis knew how to adventure racing mode right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so this year was your first God Zone, right? That's correct. Okay. So, what's what's it like racing God Zone for the first time? Um, I suppose one of the amazing things was that right from the beginning you were kind of with, well, I suppose only at the beginning, really. Um, you were with, like, the world champs with standing there and in your race, and so that was amazing, like, being around them. Um, definitely starting to look up to, and I found, because um, we opted for a more conservative approach with in terms of sleep and in terms of pace, I suppose, so we were kind of more uh, focused on going at a conservative pace and getting a bit more sleep earlier on so that we'd be able to kind of push it um, mm-hmm. as we got further through the race. Um, and I think that worked quite well for us um, because we'd heard about people burning out and that I don't know, we, we were pretty keen to finish. And um, on the first couple of nights, we slept quite a lot and got passed by a lot of teams. But I suppose we were still going um, by the end. And obviously, we you know, we were not near the front, really. Um, we finished yeah. up 12th, which we, we were really stoked with. Um, and I suppose if we were to, um, well, next year, I think we're hoping to do a bit better. And so I guess just that'll involve just being a bit more efficient, um, even more. Um, but I think it was just it was a real eye-opening experience, just basically not really stopping for a week. Um mm-hmm. And I thought, again, I thought it would be um, really, really difficult. And while it was, I think there were certain things which weren't, which you kind of just did, like the whole sleeping for two or three hours a night kind of thing or less. 
I thought I was really, really going to struggle with that because day to day, if I get less than kind of eight hours sleep, I'm pretty, pretty smashed. Um, <laughs> but you kind of, I don't know, like you just, you just did it. Um, and then you woke up, and I guess the adrenaline kicked in, and um, we just, yeah, I found that so much more achievable than I thought, and I think that was one of the things that I was really worried about, but um, actually turned out okay. Yeah. Which was a big relief, really. So, yeah. Is, you kind of answered this, but how did the race, how, how was expectations versus reality? Um, I suppose that, um, the sleep thing was probably my biggest, um, my biggest fear. And mm-hmm. so I guess the biggest, the biggest feeling of, oh, that wasn't so bad. Um, yeah. The reality I found, I mean, we knew we were going to have to stop a lot for things like blisters and that sort of thing, but it did strike me just how much of a, um, I guess, necessity that was. Um, Mm -hmm. We opted to be more conservative and uh, stop uh, transitions to do foot care and that sort of thing. And I guess that paid off because we didn't have anyone um, getting foot rot or anything like that throughout the race. But on the other hand, I suppose it would have cost us time. and then something um, my teammates pointed out to me was that it wasn't the fast teams that did well so much as the teams that didn't. And um, I don't know, they, they reckoned that everyone kind of moved around the same pace once you get further up. <clears throat> and it was just those teams who just kept moving that was uh, that was the big one uh, mm-hmm. in terms of where they finished up. And I, I, I pretty accurate really um every time someone passed us it was because we were getting food out of our bags or putting on a new jacket or something like that yeah Um, and so yeah i think that was quite surprising for me i would my my take it on it is you know you could take the top 10 teams specifically new zealand and, and mix and match every one of those athletes you guys are all good athletes it's it's the learning and the experience, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I have no doubt that the teams, teams above us, um, a lot of them have um, much superior fitness. Um, but I think also the experience would definitely help because I mean. Um, for example, in the China race, um, uh, we had a had a mechanical malfunction, and I think that could have been avoided or at least minimised um, if we'd had kind of a bit more experience. And I think it's really cool racing with a team of um, just four young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a real nice five, but it does mean that we're learning everything for the first time, and the only way to learn is to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, whereas I suppose racing with some more experienced people um, could be a good thing to do in the future just so we can take on a bit more of that experience. So, well, that makes kind of sense, but then by the same token, if you have the same core group and you always you guys race, you become that that team <laughs> that much quicker. Yeah, 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 true. <laughs> so you finished your first one. um now is it time to just start getting a little faster, start applying those lessons? 
Yeah, so I think next year, um, so we've entered the God Zone next year, um, and we've, we're aiming for top 10 this year, which is, uh, at least two places better than we were last year. Um, and I think that's going to be, it's going to be challenging just stepping that up a notch, um, and especially with the increased number of teams. And I think also we're really hoping that we can take out the youth category. Uh, we're not really sure what the age group is going to be for that. Um, but there is a ten thousand dollar prize attached, which would be pretty pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I think Rachel's going to be working next year, but the rest of us are still. Oh no, Levi's as well. But um, well, yeah, a, a significant number of us are still students, so um, managing time and money is is definitely a big one in a sport like this. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, how many youth teams? How many good youth teams are there in New Zealand? Uh, in expedition racing, I think in God's Zone, there are probably three or four. Um, I think next year the $10,000 has attracted a few more. So I know there's um, – I know of one other um, youth team that's kicked up in, in Christchurch in South Island. Um, and then – there's the Sneaky Weasel Gang uh, kind of role models for us. Um, yeah. I suppose they're, oh, nah, they're, they're still, still a youth team, uh, I guess. It's depending on how you classify it. But, yeah, they're, um, they're pretty hot. Um, and then I suppose, yeah, I guess there are, there'll be a few that we don't know about. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, handfuls, handful in adventure racing at, kind of expedition level, um, but I suppose there's a lot of up-and-coming teams that, um, you know, might just need financial assistance or um, something like that. I, I definitely know a lot of people who'd really like to do it, but the week-long commitment is a long time away from study and they might have important assessments like um, like Nathan and our team yeah. who unfortunately can't do it next year just because of, um, because of his study. Yeah, uh, and then I guess cost is quite a big thing when you're not earning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's kind of like right in the middle of your school year, won't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we I, I had to take a yeah, just take just take time off from school um, for God's own and X Trail. Yeah. Well, you put put all your books on tape, all your textbooks, and just listen to them during the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, these days it's pretty. I guess it's a lot easier to catch up than it used to be with yeah. all the podcasting of lectures and that sort of thing. Um, but I don't think all courses have that. And um, I don't know. I definitely find it depends what time of year you go. I found mm -hmm. God's Own. I managed to catch up in about a week, but then um, from extra, it took me about three months to catch up. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a great place to jump in and tell you about Adventure Enablers. You obviously know them from me and uh, Cowboy Tough, the AR World Championships, and the Shenandoah Epic. Well, now check out the latest event in the AR World Series circuit, the Shenandoah Tough. It's going to be a three and a half day race across the, gets this, the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C. Uh, which is, uh, and it's a hub of outdoor adventures, including some of the best mountain biking on the East Coast. It should be relatively easy for you to get to. So, 
If you're interested and you want to sign up with, no, if you're interested, sign up for some grit with a side of grits. You can learn more at ShenandoahTough.com and AdventureNablers.com, and you can find them in the show notes. So, uh, thanks for taking uh, a minute to listen to this and back to our regular scheduled program. So, um, let's 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 talk a little bit about X Trail because I haven't talked because that's originally we were going to talk <laughs> right after that, and then just you know, I don't know. It it happens sometimes with the <laughs> yeah. podcast. It just people fall through the cracks, and then I actually saw your uh, you posted about your new website, which we'll link to. So that's and I'm like, oh yeah, I should talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah. So what's it what's it like one going to China to race and two racing in China? Um. Going overseas for a race was was pretty crazy. Um, I guess with God's own, we kind of packed all our stuff into like three or four different bags and put them. I, I got in a bus, the others got in a truck, and kind of just went to Queenstown. If we forgot something, I was like, ah, oh, we can probably just go and buy it from from a local outdoor store or the supermarket or whatever. Whereas with China, it was like you've got to take everything that you need with you that you could possibly need, fit it into one or two bags, and um, make sure nothing breaks or gets lost along the way. Um, and, you know, th- there's no bike stores that could service our bikes, so we either had to know how to do that ourselves or have it done before we went. Um, and so that just going overseas was, was a big thing for us. Um, and go- going to China, it was... Oh, it was amazing. We were it was such a such a varied environment. Our first stop was in this massive town uh, city called Arum, Arumchi, Arumchi, um, which was millions of people and apparently the, one of the most polluted cities, yeah, one of the most polluted cities in the world, in the middle of the desert, surrounded by these coal plants and um, yeah, just had heaps of smog. And then we took a two-hour flight north into this amazing green wonderland. Um, it was the Altai prefecture uh, by Lake Canas, um, which was just, it felt like Switzerland or something. Yeah. Um, like these rolling green meadows with mountains up the sides and blue lakes and um, trees. It was, it was really beautiful. It was an amazing place to race. Um, and so that was, that was really cool. Um, and then because we were all put into the accommodation, we were kind of sitting down for dinner with, some of the best teams in the world um, and we'd of course read all about them and obviously they had no idea who we were um, but that was just incredible to I don't know, just feed off their their knowledge and um, again just getting a bit more experience just by talking to them like what they do in that, that kind of situation and I don't know we were listening to uh, the Columbia Vita team talk about a time where they'd wandered through a river and they were like 30 crocodiles in there just kind of watching them. Um, so it was like a bunch of kind of scary and inspiring stories, really. Um, so that was really cool. Um, food was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then the race itself was really, really quite different. Um, we started off in this town, this tourist town by the lake, um, 
mainly for domestic tourists. I don't think they have any international tourists there. And there were um, heaps of people with guns around because there have been some um, border security kind of uh, incidents. And um, But we started off and it was really strange because the support crews and everyone else had to stay on the bus and go where they were told. But they were And they didn't really get to do anything. But we were basically given free reign to go wherever we want, um, hmm. which is, I don't know, a bit strange. Um, yeah. And it, oh, the environment was incredible. The lakes were just so blue and the rivers were fantastic. And we went into these mountains and it was just this rolling, uh, really beautiful country, a bit of snow. Um, and then um, it all changed very, very suddenly from lush green grass to desert um, and that was about where our race finished um, because of our bike bike malfunction um, yeah. but yeah it was it was just incredible racing with these with these crack teams and um, we you know we were kind of going, going pretty well up to that point so we're real happy to be where we were um, yeah. and I think just because it was an international race that you kind of had to go out of your way to get to the the quality of the teams felt higher um, than I suppose in yeah. God's own where anyone could do it. I mean, obviously we, you know, I, I wouldn't count us in there, mm-hmm. um, but it was amazing to be in that environment where all these people were, I guess, international athletes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, that kind of makes sense because I think the rest of the world – well, I, I I don't know this, but a lot of people I talk to, God Zone is like their bucket race. That's the one they, you know, someday, 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 someday. <laughs> yeah. and, and you guys load up the car and go do it. Um, <laughs> do, does that yeah. make it a little bit, I don't know, less special? I mean, obviously it's one of the best races in the world, but it, but it is, but is it kind of like, yeah, well, yeah, it's a race we do. Um, uh, or is it I, is it I, that I, special to you guys, to to Kiwis? Um, I think, I, yeah, you raised some interesting points. Like, I guess basically we did just kind of pack up the car and head over. But I guess I don't know. Certainly from my point of view, it was something I'd heard about and. Like you said, it was on my bucket list for yeah about three or four years. And it kind of every kind of every training I did, if I was kind of struggling, I'd think, oh, like, oh, you know, I'll just, just keep going. Like, you know, one day I've got to do God's own, and you know, everything's gonna help. So I guess I don't know. I, th- I think certainly for us, it was a huge deal. Um, yeah. Guess I can't speak for other people, but I think yeah, I think especially for first timers, it was it was a really big deal. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can see that, especially for yeah, rookie team. And I kind of bring it up because, as as great and it really was a great race for Cowboy Tough, the World Championships. For me, it was a little not quite as special because it's three hours. You know, I had a, I drove three hours to get to it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and I kind of have to. I actually look back at it and consciously think no that was a really cool race and uh, it's just it's it's a little familiar maybe yeah, for me yeah, yeah. 
Totally. Yeah. Um, so when you're sitting around and talking with with other other teams, maybe a little more experienced teams, and they're telling these stories about mm-hmm. crocodiles and all this, does that make – do you get excited about that or do you kind of think, I don't want to be in a river with crocodiles. Put <laughs> <laughs> um, it both, I suppose. Like, certainly, that sounds really, really scary. And I don't know. I talked talk to um, a mentor of mine at home, and he was talking about how they ran into a bear once when they were racing in um, in Canada, um, and they just kind of had to wave their arms and hope that it would go away. And I don't know. It sounds like uh, that, that really does kind of make me want to do more um i just kind of hope that i'd survive i guess like, <laughs> um kind of thing like oh, oh yeah that's that's so cool I, it sounds like an awesome thing to do but i hope i'd kind of get through it kind of yeah. thing um yeah. like I'd, it's like i'd love to have been in that situation kind of thing um does that make any sense yeah yeah i mean it's yeah there's that yeah, I really, really want to see uh, a mountain lion, but I kind of want to see him going the other way. Yeah, totally, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you when you go to God's Zone and you're standing there in the start line and you look around and you see all these old farts, do you think <laughs> I could still be doing this in in thirty years? Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the most exciting possibilities. Because um, I don't know if I was a, I used to do a lot of cross country and um, running and that sort of stuff. And I guess if I was, if that was kind of my my only sport, then I'd be kind of looking at a few more years of climbing, maybe then a bit of a bit of a plateau and a descent after that. Um, but it's really exciting to see the world champs being like forty, um, and I guess the potential to keep racing and keep up this lifestyle for that long is it's just really cool and yeah okay. it's it's really exciting and kind of it's just up from here i guess so yeah i mean damn damn kids youth 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 is wasted on you <laughs> so, yeah. um so what do you well we'll make this a little more current but what do you want to do in like the next five years in adventure racing? Uh, next five years, um, I suppose. I, I, I guess first and foremost to just be keep doing it. Um, I've, I know next year's probably going to be pretty good. Um, the year after that, I've got a got a really big year for my course um, for exams, um, studying medicine. So I think next year's going to be a, a all good, but then the year after that could be quite tough, and then I really don't know what's coming after that. And I know a lot of there are a lot of doctors who do adventure racing, which is really really encouraging. But I know that the next couple of years could be could be busy. Um, so I think just continue to keep building experience yeah. and um, keep training, keep doing it. Um, and I guess eventually I'd, I'd love to work up to um, considering myself. Well, not considering myself, but like, I'd love to be in a position where placing at a World Series event would be um, would be an option. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I think that's basically that's, that's my long term goal to 
to get off yeah. the podium. Well, I think yeah. So you're not you're not concerned that you might have to take a few years and, and yeah and have real life. <laughs> um, you, I guess. Uh, sorry. Yeah, because you've got lots of time. So I mean, even if you take a couple years off racing, you're still you'll still be doing stuff, and, you, and you'll just be back to racing. Yeah, that, that was that's kind of my my game plan. Really, I'll just do as much as I can. Um, and you know, if it if it's if I'm gonna have to take a year off or two, then that's I don't know. It's just how how it works. Um, yeah, I'd love to be a full time athlete, but I, I don't know, I'm I'm a full time student as well. So I guess that fitting that in is um, can be a problem. Um, but I'll just just work with that and see where it, see where it goes. I guess. Yeah, if you want to be a full-time athlete and a full-time student, you got to come play American football. That's the only way to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Those your adventure racing scholarships. Yeah. So, what what is your what is your team this year? What's the name of it? Ah, uh, so well, we've kept the same name, so we're um, still the Greenhorns. And- um, but we, um, yeah, as I was saying before, we've um, we've lost Nathan, um, but we've, um, I guess, picked up a guy called Glenn. Um, so Glenn is someone who also did the Hillary Challenge, um, which I suppose is how our team got together, really. Um, so last year we had all ex-Hillary Challenge people. This year we've um, unfortunately had to leave one um, and get another, I suppose. Um, this is a... Good friend of my uh, current flatmate um, and someone who I was rivals with um, since I was 13. Um, he was in a team that beat me um, when I was 13, and so um, I guess from that that moment I had a bit of a bit of a relationship with him. Um, and he was yeah, kind of someone who I really wanted to beat, um, which I guess makes him a great person to join the team. Um, yeah, and uh, so. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's. Uh, we had a race with him two weeks, three weeks ago, um, and he fit in really well. So it's it's really exciting. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. So, um, greenhorns in in the U.S. A greenhorn is a rookie. Is that the same for you guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So that, that that name came about. Um, I think it was three years ago um, when. Nathan and Rachel first did the pursuit race. Um, I think they just couldn't think of the names. That that kind of seemed like a, a good one, and then it just kind of just kind of carried on. And I guess I guess we're still rookies. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just just seems to be it's, it's just a name, and we're we're just going with that. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you can keep it even when you're not rookies anymore. I think that's. That's acceptable. You just have to come up with a different meaning for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, uh, New Zealand cliche that I forgot to ask. Have you done coast to coast? Um, I haven't. Um, okay. It's kind of on the bucket list. <laughs> um, but I, at the moment, the things that would be stopping me from doing that would just be cost and I guess it's, um, proximity to God's Zone. It's um, I, Rachel's doing it next year, um, mm-hmm. and Levi did it last year. Um, but I guess it's just yeah, it's just another thing to uh, 
just to focus on, and I've just yeah. been just been going for God's own, really. Yeah, you've you've got enough on your plate. Um, I was yeah. kind of thought it was a a law in New Zealand that you had to do it, but <laughs> maybe it's just an unwritten law, huh? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It uh, must, must be pretty. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely definitely on the bucket list. So yeah, so um. What's your role on the team? Um, so I guess I'm navigator. Um, but Levi um, was also uh, did a lot of navigating, and then um, Nathan did a bit, and Glenn's also pretty proficient. So we kind of all support each other on that. But I suppose uh, I was I, don't know, I I I just kind of fell into fell into <laughs> that as the main one. Um, that was always what I did at school and that sort of thing. So I guess that's how that happened. Um, I guess, uh, yeah. I guess also encouraging. I think is something I'm some, mm-hmm. something I'm pretty good at. Just kind of keeping things civil and uh, motivating. I, I guess. Yeah. Do you talk about motivation? Do you have any tricks for those three a.m. mornings when it's cold and miserable? Do you, or do you just say, no, nah, we'll just get through it? Um, I think it depends on the relationship with the person. Um, some people definitely, uh, sometimes saying nothing is better than saying something. Um, and I think just trying to um, just keep that balance and making sure everyone's well-fed and um, drinking enough, I think, is, is a huge part of that and, just keeping your energy levels up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I guess just kind of gauging where people are at and I guess when when they need help, just trying to help them out and encourage them and help them to want it because I guess it's no good if you want someone to do well, yeah. but they're not into that. Yeah. Um, are you – Are you? you think you're pretty good at that, knowing – Reading people and knowing knowing when to to shut up and knowing when to encourage. Um, I, I you know I think it's a work in progress. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I've definitely got got things to learn. Um, but it's I don't know something I I guess I'm guess I'm working on. I, I guess I'm all right at it. But yeah, I think it's definitely something I can always have room for improvement on. Yeah. This this is kind of a I don't know if there's an answer to this question, but well, yeah, there is an answer. <laughs> Do you think being an adventure racer and at at a fairly decent level, young, but you're doing good? Do you think that'll help you be a good doctor? Are there lessons Ooh. you're learning? Um, I I definitely found, especially in my time at Hillary Challenge, um definitely help with my teamwork skills and um, especially that appreciation that even if some people might have skills, it could be the most quiet person in the team that has the, the best idea. Um, so I think that definitely um, helped and that's totally applicable to all kinds of adventure racing really. And um, the endurance definitely I'm, I'm hoping will help out on those on cold nights. <laughs> um, and I think, Kind of, I certainly found this after my first race ever. Once you've done something like that, everything else just seems so much more achievable. 
And yeah. um, I don't know, it's so much easier to just go with the flow and not lose hope when you know that if you just keep going, you can you can do something. Yeah. 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 Um, just for the record, I'm in a private room. I think I've probably just about run out of time. So if, if someone comes in the door, I may may have to go. So that's cool. Yeah, we're just about done anyway. So I mm-hmm. I guess actually I don't really have another question, but I do like your attitude because you know I sent you a message yesterday and said, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast?" And you said, "Now." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's. I don't know how to, sometimes it's really hard to um, find a time that works for people, for me and for other people to get, you know, just to do the interview and stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. great for uh, being excited and wanting to be on. And, and uh, you know, we did it 23 hours later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, I, I guess we're just trying to get as much press as we can um, to, I guess, raise our profile a bit um but yeah thanks yeah. for the opportunity it's been, it's been really cool um just chat yeah and i like um i like that you guys have a website a lot of teams don't even have you know are all facebook which works fine but um you guys you, your your site is kind of nice got some good information but it's not overwhelming so oh, that's cool <laughs> yeah. oh well, yeah um i don't know i'm just trying to yeah. help people so, <laughs> yep, and we'll we'll put that in the show notes. And um, you probably gotta go. What time is it there? Uh, so it's one p.m. here. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 So, yep, that's a uh, seventeen hour, eight, nineteen hours difference. So, oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> at six o'clock at night here. And oh gosh! <laughs> like I say, almost every week now, I better go take the dog f- for a walk and then go make her supper. So <laughs> fantastic! Well, it was nice. Thanks for the chat. And uh, yeah, yeah. Keep up the good work. Maybe if I'll tell you this: if you make if you make top five at God's Own next year, you can come on the podcast again. <laughs> oh, that, that'd be a goal. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah, I, I know. I knew that would all. That's all it needs to make you go fast. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks all right, for the thanks. chat. Thanks. All right. Bye. Cheers. See ya.
Then I played every one of my guitar licks the way I wished I could. I just smoked a cigarette, had me another drink. And he looked at me from the corner of his eye, man, he didn't know what to think. He was playing on that T-bone, he was playing that gypsy swing. His tone was pure and perfect, he had looks in everything. But I was getting drunk enough to where I didn't care. So I stepped outside, smoked a joint, breathed some fresh air. Young girl coming to the town, looking for a fight. Shooting fast and furious, don't care what's wrong or right. Trying hard to get satisfied, shooting old man down. Young guns are coming in the town. Young girl 